It's rivalry week in the SEC and around the country. And this week, I'm bringing you a Thanksgiving podcast feast, a four-course dinner of rivalry podcasts right here on the SEC Recap. I am your host, Ben Warren. Please follow us on Twitter at SEC Recap. If you're listening on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the channel. You can get all of our content on secrecap.com. This episode is all about the Egg Bowl, or maybe the Deviled Egg Bowl, if you're a fan. This is the first of four SEC Rivalry Pods we're bringing you this Thanksgiving week. You can consider it the first course, or the appetizer round. But whichever you prefer, this is the first course of our four-course Thanksgiving podcast feast. So again, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get notified for the soup entree and dessert pods of this sec rivalry week all right let's talk about the matchup it's a turkey day food fight you might say mississippi state bulldogs head to oxford to face the ole miss rebels the game kicks off on thanksgiving at 6 p.m central time on espn these two teams will food fight it out for the giant golden egg Trophy. This rivalry dates back to 1901. This is back when Mississippi State was Mississippi A&M. And the Mississippi A&M Aggies defeated the Ole Miss Red and Blue, as they were known, 17-0. Now, the trophy is called the Golden Egg, but it's not really a golden egg. It's an early 1900s football which more closely resembles an egg than a modern-day football as we know it. It's more blunt and rounded on the ends. The trophy was first introduced as the totem of football supremacy in the state of Mississippi in 1927. The previous year, Ole Miss ended a 13-year losing streak to the Mississippi A&M Aggies with a 7-6 victory in Starkville. Red and blue fans were so excited that they rushed to the opposing team's field and even attempted to tear down the goalposts. We're told that fights broke out. Several AM fans grabbed wooden chairs to try to fend off Ole Miss fans trying to tear down the goalposts. And several people on both sides suffered injuries as a result. To prevent this from happening again, the trophy was created to be awarded to the winning team each year. Ole Miss would earn it first, winning for a second straight time in 1927, and Mississippi State, as they became, would not win it back for 10 more years until 1936. This rivalry is marked by many key moments, but in recent history, none would be more notable than the 1997 Egg Bowl in Starkville. That year, both teams were competing to get bowl eligible. The winner would get the golden egg in a bowl berth. The loser would go home empty freaking handed. Things were so heated that an all-out brawl occurred on the field an hour before the game was even set to kick off. Now, if you're following along in the article, again, you can check it out, secrecap.com slash articles. I've clipped a little video of this brawl uh, taking place prior to kickoff when both teams were on the field to, for warm-ups. Go check that out. Now, I don't expect anything quite so outlandish this year. Both teams have clinched bowl game eligibility. We'll hope that this game is only for the trophy and, of course, bragging rights. Let's look at the stats. 
On offense, Mississippi State brings the number 33 scoring offense in the country. They're putting up 33 points a game and averaging 398 yards per game. They have the number nine passing offense, but the number 130th run offense. They have 33 passing tutties on the year, just 11 rushing touchdowns. Will Rogers has been good for six picks, and as a team, they've lost eight fumbles. Ole Miss comes in with the number 24 scoring offense in the country. They're gaining 35 points per game, so a couple points better than State. They're putting up 505 yards per game, over 100 yards more than the Bulldogs. Ole Miss has the number 71 passing offense, but the number three rushing offense in the country led by freshman phenom Quinshawn Judkins. They've got 31 rushing tutties to 18 passing tutties. As a team, they've got nine picks and they've lost six fumbles. So the advantage here offensively, pretty neutral. Ole Miss is run heavy. Mississippi State is pass heavy with that air raid. I'm going to lean Ole Miss for the more consistent offensive production. Let's flip it on over to defense. Mississippi State, the number 48 scoring defense in the country, giving up 24 points per game and allowing 350 yards. They've got the number 34 pass D and the number 69 nice run defense. They've got... 14 interceptions on the season. That's a phenomenal number. They've recovered seven fumbles, so 21 total turnovers. Really scrappy, plucky, turnover, opportunistic defense. Ole Miss, you're going to love this, the number 47 scoring defense in the country. Mississippi State, number 48. Ole Miss, number 47. you got to just love that stat. For rivalry week in the Egg Bowl, the difference is 0.2 points per game. Revels average 24.2 points allowed. State averages 24.4 points allowed. I love it. I love it. I love it. They've got, this is all Miss, the number 53 pass defense and the number 90 run defense. So pretty poor statistically in both of those metrics, but still only giving up just 0.2 points less than Mississippi State. They've got nine interceptions on the year. They've recovered six fumbles. Because these two teams are right there neck and neck at the 47-48 spot, I'm calling this one a scratch. I'm going neutral in the advantage here. Now, I'm recording all of these Thanksgiving episodes early in the week, so I don't have final injury reports. I expect those will come out leading up into Thursday, but I've got to get all these done at the beginning of the week so I don't have that information on hand. So instead, let's move ahead to some key players. For Mississippi State, no doubt, quarterback Will Rogers. As Will Roger goes, so this air raid offense goes. He's the SEC passing yards leader, and of course the air raid offense helps that stat line. He's got 32 touchdowns to five interceptions on the year, so he's taking care of the ball really well. Ole Miss You know who it is. Running back, Quinshawn Judkins. I love this guy. I don't even like Ole Miss, but I love this player, man. He's so good. 1,385 yards and six touchdowns on the season. They will keep riding that production through the postseason. So what does this game come down to? I think if Ole Miss slows or shuts down the air raid, 
Mississippi State doesn't really have an alternate game plan. Will Rogers leads the SEC in passing yards, but Mississippi State doesn't have a single receiver in the top 10 in receiving yards. Their average yards per catch is 9.5. Now, compare that to Ole Miss, by all statistics, an inferior passing offense. But they average 13.7 yards per catch, over four yards better than Mississippi State's average depth per catch. Ole Miss is an excellent pass rush and great at affecting the quarterback. They're near the top of the league in sacks and sack yards. If they get Will Rogers off balance, Mississippi State isn't going to be able to pivot to run heavy, especially if they're trying to play from behind. Ole Miss inexplicably though cannot capitalize on a lot of their drives against Arkansas which is not a good defense they had one interception two fumbles and two missed field goals I mean that's five possessions there that you didn't score on if just half of those were touchdowns you're talking about closing the gap 14 to 17 points. If Mississippi State's defense can create turnover problems for Ole Miss, the Bulldogs can create more opportunities for their offense. In the betting metrics, ESPN's FPI has Ole Miss favorite at 61.9%, almost nice, chance to win versus Mississippi State at a 38.1% chance to win. The spread favors Ole Miss at minus two and a half. Mm. Gotta love those close ones, right? The over-under is at 59 at the time I'm recording this, with team totals for Ole Miss at 30 and Mississippi State at 28. As we saw last week with Ole Miss, these close games can swing wildly in one direction. These close games, Ole Miss has had their share of them. Texas A&M, Arkansas last week, but we saw that Arkansas game go sideways. It's a coin flip at best, And since we don't know or won't know until mid-game which direction that's going to swing, I tend to stay away from the betting on spreads less than three, especially in one such as this. All right, I've got to give you guys a final prediction. For the first time all season, I really truly don't know which way to go. Offensively, these teams match up very neutrally. Ole Miss runs the ball extremely well. Mississippi State throws the ball extremely well. Defensively, they allow a similar amount of points. Rebels allow slightly more passing touchdowns. Bulldogs allow slightly more rushing touchdowns, which complements each opponent's offensive strength. But since I can't get away without providing a prediction, I'll say Ole Miss is going to do maybe just enough to slow down the pass, and Mississippi State won't be able to do enough to stop Quinshawn Judkins. I'm giving Ole Miss the three-point advantage for being at home. So I'll take Ole Miss 30, Mississippi State 27. Guys, while you're here, don't forget to check out our merch, bonfire.com slash store slash SEC recap. I've got awesome SEC pride merch for each SEC team. Again, you could get all our content on secrecap.com, but wait, I've still got to give you the rest of my week 13 predictions. These are all the games that I am not recording a podcast exclusively for this week. First up, Florida at Florida State. I think Florida Florida State is objectively a better team, and they do get the Gators at home. So give me FSU 
31 to 24, but maybe Florida covers that nine and a half point spread. Next, we got Georgia Tech at Georgia. This game should be a blowout. I don't know if Georgia covers the spread. It's a huge spread, 36 points. But I think they could cover that. And I think 42 to 7 sounds about right to me. Then we've got South Carolina at Clemson. Hear me out here. And I'm not going to go into detail. The Tennessee game was a fluke. Just like Georgia in 2019. It happens. Freakishly, it happens. It doesn't mean that South Carolina has suddenly put it all together. I'm not buying that. I think Tennessee gave them as much as they took in this game. I think Clemson, much better defense. They win by a couple scores and maybe even keep the Gamecocks under 20 points. Give me Clemson 33, South Carolina 17. Next up, we got Louisville traveling to Lexington to face Kentucky for their interstate rivalry. Kentucky has turned just awful in the back half of the season. Louisville isn't very good. I think this game will be ugly and close, but it is in Lexington, so I'm still going to take the Wildcats, maybe by a field goal. Ugly, low-scoring affair, 20-17 to 17, Kentucky. Final game on this lineup, I've got LSU at Texas A&M. Now, you might be asking, well, hey, this is an SEC-SEC matchup. Why didn't you do a podcast for this one? There's not a really deep, rich SEC rivalry here. A&M came into the SEC uh, with Missouri, you know, back in 2013-2014. I know these two teams have played since the, you know, early 1900s across conference and out of conference, but there's just, there's not really a compelling rivalry between these two teams in my personal opinion. Uh, so to me, this could just shape up to be a decent worthwhile SEC game. So LSU has to go to college station, but there's such a more complete team than Texas A&M. There's not even a chance for A&M to get ball eligible here. They only have four wins on the season and LSU is playing now for the college football playoff. I'm not saying it won't be the game, but LSU should win by at least 10. Give me LSU 27, Texas A&M 17. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed this content, Follow us on Twitter at SEC Recap. Get all of our content at secrecap.com. Like, subscribe to the podcast. We're available everywhere you prefer to chug your podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe to the channel. It helps us reach more SEC fans. Guys, have a great Thanksgiving week. Enjoy the rest of our SEC rivalry episodes. And I hope all of you have a great week of food, friends, family, and football. Thanks for listening to the SEC Recap Podcast.